0: was Lenina's verdict on Bernard Marx. So odd, indeed, that in the course of the succeeding week she'd wondered more than once whether she shouldn't change her mind about the New Mexico holiday. However, the prospect of flying west again, and for a whole week, was very inviting. Moreover, for at least three days of that week they would be in the Savage Reservation. Not more than half a dozen people in the whole centre had ever been inside a Savage Reservation. As an alpha-plus psychologist, Bernard was one of the few men she knew entitled to a permit. For Lenina, the opportunity was unique. And yet, so unique also was Bernard's oddness that she had hesitated to take it. His mania, to start with, for doing things in private. Going walks in the Lake District was what he proposed that first afternoon... "'land on the top of Skiddor and walk for a couple of hours in the heather. "'Alone with you, Lenina. "'But Bernard will be alone all night.' "'Bernard blushed and looked away. "'I meant alone for talking. "'Walking and talking seemed a very odd way of spending an afternoon. "'In the end, she persuaded him much against his will "'to fly over to Amsterdam.' To see the semi demi finals of the Women's Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. On their way back across the channel, Bernard insisted on stopping his propeller and hovering on his helicopter screws within a hundred feet of the waves. Look, he commanded. Lenina shrank back from the window, appalled by the black, foam-flecked water heaving beneath them. Bernard searched for words. It, it makes me feel. As though I were more me, not just a cell in the social body. Lenina was shocked. Barnard, how can you? No, the real problem is, how is it that I can't? Or rather, because I know quite well why, what would it be like if I were free, not enslaved by my conditioning? She turned to him. Oh, do let's go back, Bernard. I do so hate it here. I I thought we'd be more together here. Don't you understand that? I don't understand anything. Least of all why you don't take Soma when you have these dreadful ideas of yours. You'd forget all about them. He looked at her intently. His face was very grave. Then, stepping hard on the accelerator, he sent the machine rocketing up into the sky. After a minute or two, Bernard began to laugh. ''Feeling better?'' ventured Lenina. For answer, he lifted one hand from the controls and began fondling her breasts. ''Thank Ford,'' she said to herself. ''He's all right again.'' Half an hour later, they were back in his rooms. Bernard swallowed four tablets of Soma at a gulp and began to undress. Halting for a moment outside the door of the director's room, Bernard drew a deep breath, knocked and entered. A permit for you to initial, director, he said. The director glanced at him sourly. But the stamp of the world controller's office was at the head of the paper and the signature of Mustafa Mond, bold and black, across the bottom. The director had no choice. He pencilled his initials and was about to return the paper when his eye was caught by something. For the new Mexican reservation, Bernard nodded. The director leaned back in his chair, frowning. How long ago was it? He was speaking more to himself than to Bernard. Twenty, twenty-five years. I must have been your age. I had the same idea as you, wanted to have a look at the natives. Got a permit for New Mexico and went there for my summer holiday with a girl I was having at the moment, a beta minus, and particularly pneumatic. Well, we went there and we looked at the Red Indians and we rode about on horses and all that. And then it was almost the last day... Well, she got lost. We'd gone riding up one of those revolting mountains and it was horribly hot and oppressive and after lunch we went to sleep, or at least I did. She must have gone for a walk, alone. At any rate, when I woke up, she wasn't there. I searched and I shouted, but there was no sign of her and she wasn't at the rest house when I got back there. The next day there was a search, but we couldn't find her. "'must have fallen into a gully somewhere "'or been eaten by a mountain lion. "'Ford knows.' "'You must have had a terrible shock,' said Bernard. "'He handed Bernard the permit, "'furious with himself for having given away "'a discreditable secret.' And I should like to take this opportunity, Mr Marks, of saying that I am not at all pleased with the reports I receive of your behaviour outside working hours. Alphas aren't conditioned to be infantile in their emotional behaviour, so I expect them to make a special effort to conform. I give you fair warning, Mr Marks. If I ever hear again of any lapse from a proper standard of infantile decorum, I'll ask for your transference to a sub-centre, preferably to Iceland. Good morning. Swivelling round in his chair, he picked up his pen and began to write. The journey was quite uneventful, and the Blue Pacific rocket landed at Santa Fe less than 40 seconds behind scheduled time. They slept that night at Santa Fe. The hotel was excellent. Liquid air, television, fibro-vacuum massage, boiling caffeine solution, hot contraceptives, and eight different kinds of scent were laid on in every bedroom. The synthetic music plant was working as they entered the hall and left nothing to be desired. A notice in the lift announced that there were sixty escalator squash racket courts in the hotel and that obstacle and electromagnetic golf could both be played in the park. But it sounds simply too lovely, cried Lenina. I almost wish we could stay here. There won't be anything like this in the reservation, said Bernard. If you feel you can't stand it, stay here till I come back. Lenina was quite offended. Of course I can stand it. I only said it was lovely here because, well, because progress is lovely, isn't it? Five hundred repetitions, said Bernard, once a week from thirteen to seventeen. What did you say? I said that progress was lovely. That's why you mustn't come to the reservation unless you really want to. But I do want to. Their permit required the signature of the warden of the reservation, at whose office next morning they duly presented themselves. The warden was a blonde alpha minus, short, red, moon-faced and broad-shouldered. Five hundred and sixty thousand square kilometres divided into four distinct sub-reservations, each surrounded by a high-tension wire fence. You don't say, said Lenina. When the warden started booming, she'd inconspicuously swallowed half a gram of soma, with the result that she could now sit, serenely not listening, thinking of nothing at all, but with her large blue eyes fixed on the warden's face, in an expression of rapt attention. "'To touch the fence is instant death,' pronounced the warden. "'There's no escape from a savage reservation.' Those born in the reservation, and remember, my dear young lady, that in the reservation children still are born. Yes, actually born, revolting as that may seem. Those born in the reservation are destined to die there. They got away at last. At the warden's orders, a reservation guard came round with a plane and waited on the roof of the hotel. They went up at once an octoroon in gamma-green uniform saluted and proceeded to recite the morning's programme. A bird's-eye view of ten or a dozen of the principal pueblos, then a landing for lunch in the valley of Malpae. The rest-house was comfortable there, and up at the pueblo the savages would probably be celebrating their summer festival. It would be the best place to spend the night. They took their seats in the plane and set off. Ten minutes later... They were crossing the frontier that separated civilization from savagery. Uphill and down, across the deserts of salt or sand, through forests, into the violet depth of canyons, over crag and peak and table topped mesa, the fence marched on and on, irresistibly the straight line. After a while, under the influence of Soma, Bernard fell asleep. He woke. To find the machine standing on the ground, Lenin are carrying the suitcases into a small square house and the gamma green octoroon talking incomprehensibly with a young red Indian. Malpay explained the pilot as Bernard stepped out. This is the rest house and there's a dance this afternoon at the Pueblo. He'll take you there. He pointed to the sullen young native. Then he climbed into the plane and started up the engines. "'Back tomorrow, and remember,' he added to Lenina, "'they're perfectly tame. The natives won't do you any harm.' Laughing, he threw the helicopter screws into gear, "'accelerated, and was gone. "'The Mesa was like a ship becalmed in a strait of lion-coloured dust. "'On the prow of that stone ship stood the Pueblo of Malpais, "'a shaped and geometrical outcrop of the naked rock.' Block above block, each story smaller than the one below, the tall houses rose like stepped and amputated pyramids into the blue sky. They walked on. Suddenly it was as though the whole air had come alive and were pulsing, pulsing with the indefatigable movement of blood. Up there, in Malpay the drums were being beaten, their feet fell in with the rhythm of that mysterious heart. Their path led them to the foot of the precipice. The sides of the great mesa ship towered over them. They rounded a projection, and there, in a water-worn ravine, was the way up. They climbed. "'I don't like it,' said Lenina. She liked even less what awaited her at the entrance to the Pueblo. The piles of rubbish, the dust the dogs the flies she held her handkerchief to her nose how can they live like this cleanliness is next to fordliness yes and civilization is sterilization continued bernard concluding the second hypnopedic lesson in elementary hygiene but these people have never heard of our ford and they aren't civilized she gripped his arm look with the tremulous caution of extreme old age, an almost naked red Indian was very slowly climbing down the ladder from the first-floor terrace of a neighbouring house. His face was profoundly wrinkled. The toothless mouth had fallen in. Lennon's eyes were wide with horror. What's the matter with him? He's old, that's all, said Bernard. Old? Lots of people are old. They're not like that. That's because we don't allow them to be. We preserve them from diseases. We give them transfusions of young blood. We keep their metabolism permanently stimulated. So, of course, they don't look like that. Partly because most of them die long before they reach this old creature's age. Youth almost unimpaired till 60 and then crack the end. Lenina felt in her pocket for her soma, only to discover that by some unprecedented oversight, she'd left the bottle down at the rest house. Bernard's pockets were also empty. Lenina was left to face the horrors of Malpais, unaided.